How do you say goodbye to something that has been so important to you in your life? Do you have a big fanfare that takes away from the subject itself to make yourself feel better? Do you write a letter expressing how thankful you are for it? Do you hold on to the memories until they become hazy? Or do you just hope that you'll see it again? I have trouble saying goodbye. That's something I found out when I was leaving college in the past month or so. It hit me way too late that I, had already, that I only had a short amount of time to say goodbye to people I truly care about. And I may have screwed it up. May have screwed up by not telling certain people what they've meant to me in our time together. Or just saying goodbye in a text because I wasn't able to see them in person before we went our separate ways. I even had normal conversations with people as if I would see them tomorrow. But I knew it wasn't going to work out that way. They're going across the country and I'm saying we're having normal conversations. Someone deep down just told me that I'm going to see these people soon. And I have no idea why it may, I was feeling that way. Maybe I was thinking about high school graduation to where I would see my classmates all the time in the summer different parties, events in the community, or just hanging out, going out to a restaurant, you just see them. College is a whole other ball game when it comes to being social. People are from all over the place with different walks of life. And it's something that I don't think people truly understand until you're done and all your friends that you're made are at least an hour's drive away in the best case scenario. Sometimes it can be a three to six hours drive. Or even an entire plane ride all over the country. Well, this past Saturday I had to say goodbye to a few people and an entire community. Not only everyone at Trine Athletics and Trine Softball, but those I've worked with for years at the Trine Broadcasting Network. I cannot stress how important these people have been to me in my life. They gave me my shot. And I was lucky enough to run with it. Starting all the way back in January of 2021. All the way to May 27th of 2023. That's a big chunk of time to give to an organization in college as an extracurricular activity. Especially since everything I did was at least an hour or two out of my week. And that would be like an easy week. Like giving... You only have one game or something like that, and you maybe one podcast to record, and you give up, and you have that hour. So I've spent a lot of time with these people and this whole organization. So I'll ask again, how do you say goodbye to something that has been so important to you in your life? I've already kind of did a goodbye to Trine Basketball in a past episode, just thanking them for everything. So... I'll try to do it in the same way with TBN. Let's just see how it goes. First, I want to thank you. I want to send out a thank you to all my broadcast partners. Ian Hoffman. We only did one game. It was my second to last basketball game I ever did as a part of senior day. Um, someone who is most likely going to have to, is going to carry the torch at TBN. Uh, great broadcaster, awesome dude when, you know, we talked. Um, 
I'm excited to see what he does in the future. I mean, he's got it bright for sure. Kane and Jewett, we did one game, uh, one random basketball game. It was supposed to be me and Andy Brown that night, and all of a sudden I got a call from Andy saying he wasn't going to be able to make it. And the next thing I know, I, he sent out an email saying uh, two different people that want to broadcast or part of a broadcasting class say, hey, we got an open position in basketball. Whoever wants it gets it. And Kanan, I think he replied within five seconds. It wasn't even close. And it was a fun night. I mean, it was really great. Something that easy to find chemistry with, which is very important in broadcasting. And that, that game was a ton of fun. Michael Cruz only had one game with him, but it was a pretty important game for me. It was my first time doing play-by-play due to some COVID issues. I had to slot in and that was a great night. That was the same night that Trine had beat Hope, snapping a 70 game win streak on the women's side. Of course it was away, but I was more than happy to be a part of that night in some way covering Adrian against Trine and men's fantastic. Michael's great too. I mean, knows, knows the game. I mean, he is definitely, and he's definitely outspoken. I mean, that's what you, you kind of have to be that way to be a broadcaster. And, you know, never really did a ton of games, but I mean, whenever he did, it was, it's always great to listen to. Chelsea Giesge only had one game with her and it was so much fun. I mean, we, we had been friends for a like a year or so to that point and it came to a point where Andy wasn't going to be able to make a game and it just so happened to be one of the days that the women's team wasn't playing the same day as the men's team so she got to be on the call actually I did two games with her now that I remember because it came down did a game with Calvin and then on senior day got to do my last game with Chelsea and it was a ton of fun to do that one that whole senior day day was great um but yeah doing the last game with Chelsea was a lot of fun and uh again someone who not on the mic a ton but I mean she plays d3 she I mean she plays college basketball I mean she's gonna know the game but the way that she's able to explain it is very good for broadcasting it's she's great Kelsey Taylor only did one game with her MIAA tournament, like my one of my first. It was my first MIAA tournament. I think it happened. It was my first game in the MIAA tournament that um, I was doing for that week. It was the second game of the week. Um, that was such a fun week because Trine was the one seed in both sides. Well, Trine was a two seed in women's. Trine was a one seed in men's. So for the first three days or four days we were doing different games every night whether it was women's or men's a ton of fun so it was one where the women's had a day off men were playing got to be with Kelsey and um Kelsey is great I mean again you play college basketball you know the game but in just a way to explain it is a lot of fun and um surprisingly um I felt like I was able to handle it, and that was like my when I'm first starting to do broadcasting. I'm kind of nervous at it. 
I know I know the game. I know I can talk about it, but it's just, when do I come in? Now that I have Trine's, one of Trine's best players on the women's side on the call, am I going to sound stupid in something where, you know, maybe I don't know the game as well as I think I do, and I just look bad, especially sitting next to her. Um, that was the one where I think I knew I could do this because with Kelsey and like, we're being, we're both like putting out the same sentiment when it comes to how to go about the game and yes, so much fun. And that was when, after that, I was asked, Hey, do you want to come on next night? And from the rest of the week, it was come back on, come back on, come back on. Uh, you're really good. I think you can do this. And yeah. And KT, someone who I would see around every now and then. And I would say what's up to her. Saw her. She played a Butler this past year. I mean, she's a D1 basketball player. And at one point I'm at Walmart and I see her at Walmart in Angola at Trine, which is two hour, two or three hours away from Indy where Butler is. And I I did a double take because I'm like, why is Kelsey Taylor in the Walmart? <laughs> and, um, yeah, she was always willing to come back. She'd come back every now and then. Even at one point, she came back for a day. She wanted to play basketball in the MTI Center where, you know, all of our basketball teams play. And I got a text from another player, Brandy Dawson, asking if I wanted to play. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know why. So I show up to MTI, and then everyone's saying, uh, where's KT? You know, um, we're doing this for her pretty much. And uh, then she came, and then eventually I had to guard her. I don't know how that came about, honestly. Um, I know I'd bragged to some people that I'd won defensive player year in high school, but not to the point where I wanted to guard a D1 basketball player. But I tapped the ball out once uh, and just – Having fun just talking with her and running up and down the court was a lot of fun. So, yeah, Kelsey was great. Ben Wangard, my guy who uh, we did we did so much work together. We'll get into it later when it came to Storm Center. But uh, Ben was just so great. Again, was very enthusiastic to do it. That's the thing. You have to want to do this, and you have to have that drive, and, you know, you got to want it. And Ben was completely like that. Um, he made it so fun to work with on basketball and softball. And we did a baseball game together. My only baseball game I did with Ben. Uh, we did a hockey game together. Um, a ton of fun to work with Ben. I wish that we weren't both so busy in our last in my last year. That I, I wish we would have worked together more. But uh, Ben was so much fun. And, uh, he's one that made me, he made me work. Um, he was definitely always the next guy up. I mean, he was doing football. I didn't know anything about football, so I really couldn't do it. I, maybe I would have figured it out, but you don't just throw someone on the football and Ben was doing football. He was a football player that trying for a little bit. And so going into that, I was kind of on the back burner until basketball season. And I don't know if, like, that football season can be kind of long. 
and you're just sitting around waiting for it, and I'm just listening to Ben and Andy every week, and, you know, with that and the chemistry they made, I knew I got to step it up when it comes to basketball. And so that's what made me work so hard, make sure I do all my research and have everything put up and in front of me so I can talk about the game as best I can, you know. Um, I think that's what propelled me into that. So Ben, amazing. Uh, I don't think if he wasn't there, I don't know. I would have worked hard at it. I don't think I would have worked as hard if that makes sense. I still would have been diligent about everything, but not to the point where, you know, I got Ben behind me. I need to make sure that I step it up because when we're on the call together, you got to keep up with each other and you have to stay at that same level. And so he made me work for that. John K. Um, I talked, I talk about it before and I saw, I wrote in a letter at one point. Um, when I started out and talking to people in TBN and like Andy, especially, um, there's one name I'd keep hearing John K John K is doing this. John K working on storm center. John K will be on the call with me tonight. If you want to come say hi, John K, John K, John K to the point where it's almost like Paul Bunyan. Like you hear the name so much. It's legendary. Like you just. You, you want, and I never like saw him except for one time. So I'm like, does this guy exist or like, is he fly in for this? Like what is up with that? Um, eventually I finally got to be on the call with him. It was during that week of the MIAA tournament. Um, when I got to be on with John and Andy and that was a crew. You don't get on that crew just as a start, you know? Like, that was a Saturday crew. That was the big-time crew. That's the A1 crew of John and Andy. And that week, I do a couple games. I did one with Kelsey Taylor. I did another with Brooke Cunningham. And Brooke, another one. We will get into that. She's been she's awesome. Um, but I'm thinking after that second game, the Friday-Saturday games, that's John and Andy. So I'm thinking, all right, do this game, make a good impression so that next year you'll get the call. And um, whatever I did must have been pretty good because Andy, after that Thursday game, he asked, do you want to do tomorrow night with me and John? And, of course, you say yes. I I don't think I hesitated, but may, I didn't even think about it like oh man that's that's big time right there um and you know he he's like well John he's we're not used to working with a three-man but I think with what you know I mean you you know again well you are very good at talking about it um you just find your spots John will give you your spots and we will do it and so I did it for Friday and Saturday. I got to cover the MIAA Tournament Championship. Trying coming back from a 10-point deficit at halftime. May McNongle, a freshman at the time, stealing the ball out front, going all the way down the court and slamming it to pretty much secure the win. I mean, that momentum shift was huge in that game. 
And I was on the call for it. Um, <laughs> a great, that was a great moment. Um, and then from then on, Andy, Andy and John were saying, you need to do softball. Because, you know, John does softball. He'll teach you the ropes. I'm like, okay, yeah, softball. I don't know anything about softball. I mean, I played baseball, but there's different stuff to softball. Um, different intricacies to it to where double plays are not common in softball because the base paths are so much shorter. There's slap hitting. Um, pitching from the circle. There's no mound. It's not an elevated pitching surface. It's level, and it's just a white circle you pitch in. Um, what else is there? There's... I already talked about slap hitting... Um, to designate a player instead of a designated hitter is a thing. Um, there's just so much to softball. And there's different pitches in softball. You got a rise ball. You have other kinds of stuff, which I still don't fully know what that is all about. Because I I don't know. I just know off-speed, fastball, except for when I don't, pretty much. Um, but yeah, we kept... We did softball that whole time. It was great. I mean, John taught me so much. Um, we did. Then he had me on Storm Center, which we'll get into. He then came back for another semester. We did more basketball, and then it came down to hockey. And John's like, "I want to do a hockey game again. And I want you on the call with me." And I'm like. All right, I'll do it, but I'm just going to warn you. I don't know anything about hockey. He's like, don't worry about it. And that was like the best hockey game that we try and ever had. It was a event that was put on by a class uh, called Pack the House. So a ton of people were in there. It was so loud. It came down to just down to the wire. It was great. I mean, high scoring. It just nothing better. And... From then on, I only did one more hockey game because, I, again, I do not know anything about hockey. But still, a ton of fun work with John. Gave him my shot on so much stuff. And, I mean, John, we still text every now and then. I mean, when it came, when I was coming down to the wire of my career at TBN, or my, you know, my last couple games at TBN, he was always telling me, dude, you're doing great incredibly proud of you, you know, just, I can't wait to work together someday, I, I guarantee we will, and I'm excited for it, um, John has been great to me, um, and again, he's someone who's a legend, and I, people say that it's to the point where I became the new John K, and it means the world to me to hear that, because, you know, with me working with him for I don't know. It was it was like a calendar year I worked with him. And I mean to be called the new John K, the the next, you know, legendary status broadcaster at TBN meant so much to me. And it's to the point where sorry, I uh I don't think I can I words can cannot describe that. It was too good for me. Um I really appreciated that. 
And then another broadcast partner I had, the first one, the first student broadcaster I worked with, Brooke Cunningham. Um, What a personality <laughs> from Brooke. Uh, she was fantastic to work with. Uh, she uh, was a little intimidating to me at first. Not because of anything she did. Not because of, yeah, it's nothing about her. I'm just a very shy person. Even though I have a podcast and I do broadcasting, I am an introvert. Like, I just, I, I don't know. It takes a while for me to warm up to people. And I, I just kind of, whenever I'm at, like, a, a function of some kind where I don't know anyone, I kind of just want to sit in the corner and just, if people come to talk to me, that's great. I'm not going to go talk to other people. And Brooke, I'm already kind of intimidated. It's my first game. I wasn't even supposed to be on the call. I was just there to shadow Andy and Brooke. And then all of a sudden, I was like, do you want to do halftime? I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, do you want to do the whole game? I'm like, okay. So we get the third mic. We go down. Brooke is there. I think she showed up a little later than what Andy was expecting because I think that's why I was on the call. Um, and I forget exactly what the conversation was, but I was threatened to be, uh, slapped by Brooke when she had her, uh, trying softball ring on like regional ring on. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so that happened. And then the next game I had to bring sour Skittles for them because that was their routine. They always got sour Skittles. So got that. And from then on we kept. I mean, that was Brooks' senior year, so we did from January on in basketball to the end of to the last MIAA tournament game that she did that I talked about. Um, Brooke was a complete joy, someone who was very entertaining, which there's kind of two parts to – there can be two parts to a broadcasting in my perspective – there's your knowledge of the game and being able to explain it. And then there's an entertainment factor to it to where you kind of have to not stick out so much that you're taken away from the game, but stick out to where people know you're there and that you are good enough to give them your two cents. And Brooke kind of took that entertainment factor away from me, which made me comfortable because I wasn't, that was my first few games I didn't, didn't know how to entertain people you know at least, at least in her sense in in that sense of it and she was so funny and I mean she is so good at what she did and it made me really focus on here's what's happening in the game here's what's going on and Brooke was all about entertainment it was great so thank you to all my broadcast partners yeah it was a fun ride Next, thank you to all the friends of the Storm Center podcast. I got put on Storm Center right around the MIAA tournament for basketball my sophomore year when John K. invited me on. And, you know, he showed me the ropes. And eventually he was like, all right, we let's start doing interviews because it's for a while, Storm Center was kind of dead. You know, Storm Center without a co-host is hard to do. Um, like this, the assist is easy to do without a co-host because I just like talking about basketball so much. But when it comes to trying sports, 
it's better when there's a back and forth in it and there's a lot of sports to cover so you can split it up among who wants to cover what at least that's how John did it I kind of changed it up a little bit um so we started doing interviews we only did one interview my sophomore year and that was with Bailey Vandegeesen of Trine Softball who was killing it at that point she was the catcher on the team um Someone who flew under the radar and someone who really stepped up to the plate, going down the stretch, going into the MIAA tournament. Bailey was fantastic. I was kind of, I mean, obviously it's my first interview on, like, being recorded. Um, I was nervous. I brought in questions. John maybe bring in questions. My questions were, like, very basic. And it came to the point where I think this is the interview where Everything improved from there. Um, Bailey was great. Um, yeah, fantastic. If you go on my Twitter, I'm hoping to post a tweet uh, tagging all Storm Center people. So, um, yeah, just be sure to follow her there. Great. Then it went into my junior year. Now I'm the host of Storm Center because we were thinking it was John's senior year, my sophomore year, and we were thinking he was going to leave but he came back for another semester. So I'm the host. John is my football contributor. And he ended up doing basketball as well. So um, we were like, we're trying to get interviews. And first couple people I tried to email, didn't get a response. Uh, so then I emailed Coach Abs, the head coach of the football team. And I was like, uh, hey, I do the Storm Center. We're all about trying sports. We want to interview. We like to interview student athletes. Um, if you could give me a list of names on who would be best for it, um, that would be greatly appreciated. First name on the list, Keyshawn Amison, big play key. And, uh, interview was a ton of fun. It was right after they won the black and blue border brawl, which happened that year on my birthday. So I thank them for the birthday present. Um, this was kind of a disaster when it comes down to being hospitable for an interview. I walk in to uh, the recording studio. And I'm there with John gets there. And uh, someone's already recording in the studio. And I'm thinking that's not a big deal, you know. I mean, we have another studio we just built in our building and I was like I was, so I would pop my head in the office like you know how long this guy's gonna be he's like uh Josh Hornbacher's like uh you know this guy he can go 20 minutes he can go three hours I have no idea and I'm like okay that's great so <laughs> I was like so I need to go over to Taylor Hall then and so Josh gives me everything I need to go over there I'm like all right Keyshawn gets there I'm like uh I'm sorry about this quick change of plans, though. We're going to have to go over to Taylor Hall because uh, we don't know how long uh, this guy will be. And, you know, he's got the studio. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have to go over to Taylor Hall if that's all right. He said, yeah, absolutely. Walk over there. We start talking about different stuff, trying to, like, build rapport, you know. Get to Taylor Hall, go, up, go upstairs to the studio. It's locked. Okay. Um, who has a key in here? We're thinking Andy Brown would have a key. But I had a class 
with Andy at that point, and I know that he's not there on Thursdays when we normally record. So I was like, I don't think Andy will be here, but John, if you want to go down to his office, that'd be good. He goes down there, he's not there. So he pops his head in a classroom or an office says, uh, do you know who would have keys to the studio? And they said, Andy, or I cannot remember who else it was. Um, but they weren't there either. So we got to walk back. <laughs> and luckily when we got there, cause I'm thinking, oh, crap, I'm gonna have to reschedule this interview. I don't know if I can get it again. Um, luckily the guy who was already recording was gone. All right. All right. All right. Let's record this. So that was done. Keyshawn was awesome. I mean, fantastic interview and a really good football player. Trust me on that. Jacob Yoder, another football player. Um, fantastic interview. This one didn't go over as bad as a Keyshawn one because after that Keyshawn one, I learned, Hey, once I schedule an interview, let me book the studio <laughs> so we can have the hour or whatever. So Jacob did it. He was great. Uh, again, I mean, both these guys came back for fifth years. So, I mean, I would see them around every now and then. It would be always fun to say what's up to them. And always, they'd be winning awards all the time. So, you know, more storms, more friends of Storm Center winning awards, the better for Storm Center. So that was a fun one. Then we get into basketball. Uh, Nick Bowman did not think I was going to get him. Uh, I saw John one day, it was a Sunday, in the in the cafeteria at breakfast or brunch, I guess. And I saw him, and I'm like, I'm going to see if I can get Nick Bowman. And if you don't know, my junior year, Nick Bowman is coming off of a year where he was named All-American. He was MIAA MVP, um, had a breakout season his junior year, my sophomore year. And so now he's an All-American. And he is about the most known athlete on campus, in my opinion. Of course, I'm a basketball guy. But I think he was to that point. So I'm thinking, I'm going to see if we don't get him. That's okay. I emailed Nick, and within five minutes, I got an email back saying, yeah, absolutely. Uh, What time are you thinking? Whoa. Okay. Um, whatever this day works. And it was the same day that they had a game, but they were going to travel. And I was like, if we normally record on Thursdays around, I think it was like one or noon or something like that. Like you think that will, I'm like, but we, our schedules are pretty open. So just let us know. We'll make it work. And uh, he said, yeah, that'll work. And we did it. And the interview was fantastic. Um, talking with Nick about the season prior and the first couple games of that season. Um, I also got to ask him about where he went to high school, Hamilton Southeastern, because I asked him, I'm like, what's it like going from a school like that to Trine? Because, you know, Hamilton Southeastern, pretty big school, but it's also one of the best basketball programs it's been a consistent program in the state of Indiana for around a decade or so. So I got to ask him about that. It was great. Um, interview's over. Nick leaves. He starts to walk a little bit down the hallway. And John and I start freaking out. Because it was a fantastic interview. And one, we didn't think we could get Nick. 
but two, my God, it was a great interview. Um, we were both, and it became that to the point where, learn like I say, learning off the Bailey episode, I didn't really prepare for these episodes. Like you have bullet points that you look at. Like you, I don't come with full on questions and read them. Like not even look at them when I'm asking a question. These interviews became conversations. And I think that's something that I think I really needed to learn when starting podcasting is that when you have an interview with someone in quotations, in a way you were asking them questions, but more you're wanting to understand the answer and then build off of that. And then just have fun with it. I mean, what part of it would you, why would you do it if you're not going to have fun? And we built on from there. Then the next, I think next week or maybe a couple weeks after, next interview, Tara Benovich, who later on that, who was named a preseason All-American, named an All-American at the end of the year, and then went on to play D1 at North Dakota. Again, this is someone I should not be able to get in an interview but um, Tara was great. Uh, we got to talk about certain things, as in there was a game where there was a weird one. I even tweeted about it at one point. I'm like, I'm glad to see a 14-point win out of this because, I mean, they just didn't look themselves. And I was like, what was up with that game? I mean, it just you guys didn't seem to be yourselves in that one. And Tara was like, well, I mean, we were going through Chicago and we got stuck in traffic. So we showed up like at a half hour before tip and I'm like, that makes sense. And it's stuff like that. I like to learn about, you know, to where I think I'm a little better at seeing weird stuff like that. I'm like, man, you know, you guys just didn't look like yourselves out there. And then you ask why, and then you find out and you're like, okay, so it's nothing going on with the longer travel. Cause it was in Illinois, nothing to do with, injuries or anything like that it's just that you didn't have as much time to get warmed up that's great i love learning about stuff like that um so next up was aiden warzeka in which aiden was an interesting one because this was my first interview without john k it was the first time that i didn't have a co-host i had a co-host at the time it was ben but with COVID going around, it was, everyone was getting um, contact traced or quarantined. Even I was contact traced, like, right at the beginning of the year. And so, with this Aiden interview, um, we are going through all of it. And as soon as I get it, the time locked, I think Ben texted me and said, dude, I got contact traced, so I can't go. And I just got out of contact tracing, so we already had to wait another week. And I'm like, okay, let me just see if I can do this on my own. Because, you know, we already nailed the time down. Um, It was a great interview. Aiden's awesome. I mean, again, just a fantastic interview. Love talking with him. Then next up was Bryce Williams who Bryce was awesome. He was coming off of a game where he had eight three-pointers. Ben and I interviewed him. He was great. And then 
the next game he hit 11 threes. And that's where we start to notice something. There's something about Storm Center. And I I think I'm able to talk about it now since, you know, I'm not going to be recording it anymore. Um, Something with Storm Center, I don't know if it's... I don't know if a boost of ego is the right word, but it gave athletes a boost to where their next game, they would have fantastic outings. I think Nick, after the day we interviewed him, they had a game, he dropped like 30. Tara, their, their next game, she had like 25, I think. Aiden had a really good game afterward, I think maybe 17 or something like that. Bryce set, tied a school record of a, hitting 11 threes in a game. That's the one where we were like, okay, there's something with Storm Center. The Storm Center blessing is a thing. Let's just not address it, though, except in private. Wouldn't even tell the athletes. So then, after that, we get into softball. And <laughs> softball, my junior year, had such a tough time figuring out when they were going to play. That And it was like that with every sport. I mean, there's so much rain and snow, and then the rain would it would be like three inches of rain that it would all freeze over. Terrible weather. So there's a one point in Storm Center where I'm not going to have an episode because no one is playing. And all I do is a rundown. I do a rundown of what happened in every sport, and then I talk about the main sport that we're going to talk about. Well, I would always do a rundown and talk about softball. Softball's not going to play. So, I got to figure something out. And I had a and I had a class with Amanda Prather. We didn't talk much. And again, I didn't talk to I didn't it took a while for me to talk to people in that class as usual. Um you know, we'd talked a little bit and Looking back, I don't know why I never talked to her. Because we would sit outside of the depot, which is a place you can eat on my campus. And we'd wait for the door to get unlocked. Because for some reason, in 30 or 20 degree weather, it can be snowing. It can be hailing. Whatever. If the weather's bad, they're not going to open the door for you. I know it makes a ton of sense, right? But we just never talked. Because softball hadn't started yet. I didn't. I don't know how to talk to people. Let's just be wrong. Let's just be honest with that. If it has nothing to do with sports, I'm not really going to be able to talk to you. Um, but Amanda, once softball season started, we started having conversations standing outside the depot. And then it came down to that week where nothing was going on. And I was like, um, because I asked her at one point, I was like, who on the softball team would be good to interview? And she said, about anyone. I'm like, okay, that, that makes it good. So I don't have to worry about um, anyone like not being as vocal, which sometimes you have to put in, you take that into consideration. Um, so she was like, I'd be willing to do it. Uh, X and X would do it, blah, blah, blah. They, this, they'll do it, they'll do it, they'll do it. I'm like, okay. So it comes down to the Monday before I'm about to record. And... I was like, I was like, what's your schedule tomorrow? Because Storm Star would record on Tuesdays, now I remember. And she was like, oh, I, I have no class. I'm free. All I have is practice. I'm like, okay. Would you be willing to do an interview 
because if I don't have an interview, this episode will be two minutes long. She said, yeah, absolutely. All right. So I text Ben. I'm like, yo, you got an interview tomorrow. Let's do it. Um, she comes in. We're just having fun talking about different stuff. I had to talk about different classes, talking about stuff before the mics come on to where you try to ask stuff like what's going on with the team, you know, who's doing this, all that. Um, so then the mics go on, we have the interview and afterward didn't have to at all. Amanda stayed there for like an hour. We were just shooting the bull and that's like someone I didn't. We hadn't done before. We never really shot the bowl of anyone. It was get the interview done. Most of the time, the athletes have somewhere else to be after the interview, so they just they just have to go. But Amanda stayed the whole time until she had practice. A ton of fun. Um, to the fact to where the next year, this past year, my senior year, I saw her at the depot again, again needing an interview. And she was standing right behind me in line. And I was asking her how the season was going because it was just after they got back from Florida. And I'm like, hey, would you be wanting to do another Storm Center interview? Because, again, I'm bad at my job and I don't have an interview. <laughs> and she said, yeah. So she is the only two-time friend of the Storm Center podcast in my era. I don't know about the era before me, but Amanda is the only two-time friend of the pod. Then we had Adrian Rosie. She was great. Uh, ended up being MIAA Pitcher of the Year. Um, ended up being All-Region. She was fantastic. Ashley Swartout was good. Had her the day at, the the Monday after trying won the MIAA regular season title going into finals week. So we had the Monday open. She was fantastic. And even someone who, after trying one Super Regional, and was getting ready to go to Virginia for nationals, asked Ben and I if we were going to go. Because athletes, sometimes athletes will ask us if we're going to go, like, with the team. Because, you know, we we covered their games, at home at least. And we're like, no, you know, we can't. No, they're not going to have the room for us or anything. Um, I... And I appreciate the fact that, you know, that was what she was, that was what she asked us. The fact that she wanted to ask us anything after winning a super regional is great. And yeah, that was, that was a good moment. So we go on to my senior year. I didn't do Storm Center in the first semester because I was going to be too busy. Couldn't do it. Um, so the next year I take it back over. Because Ben was also busy, just wasn't, could not find the time, which is fine. I mean, school comes first and stuff like that. So then I get on, and over winter break, Sydney Wagner won National Player of the Week in her first start against Hope, where they beat them at Hope again. So and Sydney's Sydney was my neighbor. She lived across the hall from me my senior year, and I would see her every now and then, you know. And I would ask her about some of basketball, and that would be it. But other than that, didn't talk to her. Um, even at one point, uh, first semester when I wasn't doing storm center, I saw her 
it was the day before a game and I saw her in our laundry room and I started asking her about how they were going to match up against Calvin and what the plan was. <laughs> Cause that's my priority when I go to the laundry room. Uh, but then I emailed Sydney. Um, hopefully this, <laughs> um, a breach of trust or anything, but, uh, emailed her on Monday or maybe Sunday. Didn't get a response. Uh, I see her on Wednesday because I was going to do laundry. She's going upstairs and I'm going down. And I was like, hey, did you get my email? And she was like, uh, no. And I was like, well, yeah, I sent, I asked you for an interview if that if that's cool. And she's like, okay, I have 48 unread emails, so I'll get on that. <laughs> um, so she said, yeah, we recorded. It was fantastic. And that was the day before senior day. So this might've been a little later in the season. This might be out of order a little bit. I apologize for that. Um, yeah, this was a day before senior day and I was like, yeah, tomorrow's it for me. I'm, I'm senior. And she was like, Oh my God. Wow. Because you know, we're just getting ready and we're just getting to know each other pretty much. And, um, I've talked about it on my thank you trying basketball thing, uh, episode, but the fact that, you know, she was coming after to say, coming up to the game, say what's up to me. Cause you know, we just had the interview and you know, after the game, she says, congrats on every, on the, you know, your basketball career, I guess. And it's like, thank you for everything. Um, then the next thing I know, I'm just sitting there. I'm talking to my mom. We're waiting because they're cutting down the nets. They just won MIAA regular season championship. And I'm just talking to my mom. And I see them, like, pulling um, the last threads, like, when they're in the the ones that go over the loop in the rim. They're pulling those out. I'm like, oh, come on. Give me one of those. Give me one of those. Because, I mean, there's, like, plenty left over. I'm like, come on. And, uh. Sydney came over, she was talking to me, and she was, like, talking about how she she was out of practice cutting the net down. I'm like, well, you you know more than me because, I mean, I've never got one. <laughs> and I, I didn't say that as, like, oh, I would really like one, you know. I just said it because, you know, we talked the day before about how, you know, my basketball career in terms of playing did not have a lot of winning in it. and um, And so – She's like, you know, I'll be, I'll be right back. She comes back with a piece of the net. And again, it takes, I think back to that moment so much. And I, it always will. It always, and always, it always has, and always will bring a tear to my eye. I, oh my God. Um, and the fact that, you know, she ran over there and she asked coach Rang, can, is it alright if Drew gets a piece of that? And he says, absolutely. It means the world to me. And, yeah, if you didn't listen to my Thank You Trying Basketball episode, please do. Because that's a way better story to tell. Uh, then I had Con- I had Connor Jones on. Connor's awesome. I had a couple classes with him before that. I mean, we already got had the chemistry down. It was great. Um and then someone who his dad would come up to me and thank me for everything, which 
is not necessary in my opinion. But uh, I we appreciate it. I mean, not to say that broadcasting is a thankless job, but it's something that you do the job and you're that's what you do. You do it because you love it. You don't do it for anything else. And the fact that, you know, when parents come up to us and also players and coaches event will come up to us and say, man, thank you for everything. I mean, you guys make it so much better for us at home, you know, when we're not able to come on like a Wednesday night and we're like, hey, hey man, that's what, that's our job. And uh, yeah, Connor was awesome in that interview. Uh, I had Chelsea Geeski on, talked about in my broadcast partners. Um, she came on, I texted her one day because I, I tried to email two people for an interview and none of them responded, which is fine. It happens. People don't respond to your storm center, to your interview requests for emails. You don't get upset about it. You're like, all right, I'm out in interview this week. Or you try to find another one pretty quick. And this is one where I tried to find one pretty quick because, uh, Chelsea and I had already done broadcast to this point. I mean, again, we were really good friends. Um, they're getting ready for MIAA tournament action. And so I text her and I was like, Hey, can you do a storm center interview? And she said, yeah, we're they're at a high school at that point. Oh yeah. It was a day that campus <laughs> lost power. So the MTI center did not have power. So they had to go to a high school to practice. And she's like, all right, we're on our way back right now. Um, I can make it this time. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Do the interview again. Chelsea's great. She's the only uh, injured player to be on, which I guess is an accomplishment in itself. Um, but yeah, Chelsea was great. I mean, really good at explaining what the plan was for MIAA tournament. And uh, a ton of fun talking with her again. I mean, any chance I would get to talk with Chelsea would be great, especially when it came to basketball. So then we get into senior year softball. I had Ellie and Joe Trine. I knew I wanted Ellie from the get-go, like going into my senior year. I was like, all right, my first softball interview should be Ellie Trine because she won MIAA MVP. Her sister, Joe, um, the weekend before, had cracked two home runs in the day in a doubleheader. And I looked at Ben. We were on the call, and I'm like, we're getting the Trine sisters on Storm Center. He was like, okay, perfect. He's like, because, I mean, it was probably going to happen that way either way, but, you know, with that performance, it was certain. Did that, it took a little bit to warm up. And sometimes, I'm like that sometimes with the softball players. Sometimes they don't really know who I am. I don't have classes with them. Basketball players, I can talk about basketball all day. I can do whatever. And then, you know, you learn about each other through that. But, um, Softball, it's like, you know, I played baseball when I was in my senior year of high school, and I did Little League. And I quit Little League once I got to the Big Diamond because I was scared of how fast they were throwing the pitches. So, I don't know that much. It takes a while to warm up, and, you know, that interview ended up being great. Both of them were fantastic. Uh, you know, and I would see them every now and then you get to say what's up. And that's the best thing with these interviews. You know, you've had a whole conversation with these people, a very in-depth conversation. And, you know, now they're going to say what's up to you everywhere you go, give you fist bumps, dab you up, whatever. Fantastic. 
Then my last interview, which I didn't know was going to be my last interview, which is probably a good thing because when it comes down to that, I probably would have been too worried about it. Had Lauren Clawson and Debbie Hill, who at that point were just coming off of back-to-back perfect games, something that I've talked about it. You can People look diligently to see if it's happened anywhere else, and it hasn't. So, back-to-back perfect games. This was so fun. Both of them were kind of nervous going in, and Ben and I both the same. We're like, again, it's a sentiment of, hey, we're not here to ask you hard questions. We're not here to have gotcha journalism or anything. I'm not going to ask you stuff that you're not comfortable answering. It's just, this is just a conversation we're going to have. Questions are going to be asked, but it's just going to be a conversation about it. And I don't know if it was my best interview because I think all my basketball interviews are better because I know a little more, but I, I don't think there's a there was a better way to end my Storm Center interviews than with this one. It was very good. Ben and I were great. It was Ben's birthday when we were recording, so there was a different energy in the room. Um, fantastic. And Debbie Hill just got named first team All American. Oh, and by the way, Sydney Wagner got named All American. So in my career in Storm Center, I have interviewed four All Americans. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, and again, the fact that those All Americans say hi to me or like know who I am is beyond me. I've talked about it before coming into school. I didn't, I was like, I'll go to basketball. Obviously. I mean, I I pretty much have to go to basketball because you know, if I don't watch basketball, I'm kind of a shell of myself, I guess. Um, but I'm like, there's no, you, if again, if I tell myself, Hey, not only are you going to call basketball games, like be on the call for commentary, you're going to get to say hi and know a bunch of, quite a few All-Americans and pretty and a lot of people from the team. I would say, nope, that doesn't make sense to me. Because, in my opinion, like, student-athletes, I know it shouldn't be this way, but in my head, that's how it works. Student athletes are the upper echelon when it comes to, you know, being social with these people. Like, they're going to hang out with other athletes. That's just how it's always, that's how it's been percepted for me. Um, I'm so glad to say I was dead wrong. And I'm so glad to call all of these athletes a friend. When I say a friend of the Storm Center podcast... I truly mean a friend because, you know, you sit down and have a whole conversation with these people and, um, and this is where, you know, you don't get to say goodbye to these people. You know, you have an interview with them and then you'll see them every now and then. And, uh, yeah. And even like Tara, she would come back to campus. I saw her once in the cafeteria brunch and I was just going to wave and say Hi. She gave up and gave me a, she got up and gave me a big hug. Like, again, stuff like, it's stuff like that that I really do cherish. And, uh, so thankful to all the friends of Storm Center. Fantastic. All right. I'm sorry. This is very long, but it's a lot of time. 
No, it's Matt. Uh, my co-hosts and contributors of Storm Center, Jacob Nelson was my hockey guy going into my junior. He did it my junior year. Uh, again, we were too busy. Couldn't do it senior year. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, Jacob was great. I mean, knows so much about hockey. Knows all the stats. Knows how to break down the stats and say what's most important, which is extremely critical when it comes to all of that in sports. So thank you to him. Thank you to John. Again, gave me my shot, um, gave me the hosting privileges and I was lucky enough to bring him back on for another semester. Ben DM me one day saying, Hey, heard that you're looking for a co-host in storm center. Can I like, I'd be down to it. And I'm like, you got it. It's all you got to be. Just ask people, like, hey, can I do this? Can I do that? Like, what can I do here? And they're going to give it to you. It was awesome being with Ben. Some of, most of my episodes in Storm Center, I won't go back and listen to. Um, I have all of my interviews saved on Spotify just because, I mean, that's a cool moment for me. I mean, I I don't listen to them, but, you know, I have them saved. Here's what I've done. There's one episode in particular where I'm going to find it right now. It is, whoop, there goes my phone. Um, my episodes. It was like, right, I think it was after we interviewed Amanda Prather and we were, and it was after Easter. So we were kind of in, no, it was before Easter. We were kind of in that weird, uh, don't know what to do. Now we can't really interview anyone. Um, Softball Crushes St. Mary's. That was the episode. Um, we, we just talked about anything that week, and it was so funny to talk about sports in a way, but then also just talk about what we were like. We talked about weather. We talked about how windy it can be driving down 69 or going home. Um. Yeah, man, it was hilarious, and those are stuff like that, stuff that I go back and listen to. I'm like, God, that is hilarious. So, like, we should have done that more. So, thank you to the co-hosts and contributors of Storm Center. Never be forgotten. Um, other friends I made along the way in TBN, Colin Meadowcroft, um, our replay expert, a whiz with cameras and everything to do with um, social media when it comes to that and also production for YouTube videos and everything like that. He really gets it going when it comes to the broadcast. He's like all the replays are him does all the graphics for everything when it comes to jumbotron. Fantastic. Awesome dude. Um, yeah, he's great. Noah Lauer, one of my fellow student workers in TBN. Whenever he would walk in the door when it when we were in the control booth, you knew it was going to be a fun night just because we were so the we both look at stuff the same way where we're just kind of like, God, why is that a thing? And then you just crack jokes about everything. It's hilarious to me. Uh Kira Wilson a superstar when it comes to production 
when it in the terms of student workers. I don't even know if the student worker thing needs to be said. She's a superstar when it comes to production. Uh, awesome. Always great to say hi to. I mean, she was in the booth when Ben and I had to do a 15-inning so- uh, not softball baseball game. So we had that. Uh, yeah, Kira's awesome. Shay Herbert uh, worked with in the uh, Trine Athletics Department. I mean, always there for basketball games. Um, always taking pictures, taking video. Uh, always good to talk to. Former basketball player. Got to play basketball with her a couple times. Um, she, she swears that I did pretty good when I played with her. but And I told her, no, I, I, I didn't. And she was like, because I, cause I was like, man, I wish that when I, before you guys, before her and Brandy Dawson, who we'll get into, will walk into a gym, I would be on fire. Like, I would not miss a shot. I'd be playing the best basketball of my life. And then they would walk in, they'd pull it, start playing. I would not, I wouldn't even, I would barely hit rim. <clears throat> and because I, I was telling her, man, I wish that when you guys would play, I would actually play well. She's like, no, you did good. I'm like, when? And she's like, well, I mean, all the time. That's why we kept asking you to play with us. And I'm like, really? That I I just don't. I thought I was just. <laughs> I thought I was just a person. The last resort. Like, yeah, sure. Invite Drew. Whatever. Um. Yeah, she was. She's a lot of fun. Great person. Brandy Dawson, an All American. At Trine for basketball she played a little bit she i think she graduated the same year i graduated high school so i never got to see her play absolute baller um whenever i'd play her her and shay would always play basketball awesome i see her all the time around the facilities whenever there'd be games awesome to talk with her nick duffy and sports information director at trine um Gave me so much information for softball that made me sound like I knew what I was talking about. So Duffy, I appreciate it so much. Like he, like he made us go in that point. Matt Kennel, NAR sports information director at Trine, was also helpful during softball, but also during basketball. He'd have a ton of stuff printed out for us. Um, awesome dude. I mean, hilarious to talk to. I mean, we. Those, that whole sports information department is so funny and how they go about things is hilarious to me. And I mean, they're awesome. Uh, coach Matt land, athletic director. If you know, a awesome dude, even though he's an IU fan, um, we got past that a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. All, all the trash we talk about when it came to Purdue IU was funny. And um, I went to Lexington this past March for a Sweet 16 action with the women's basketball team for Trine. And I was sitting in the parking lot with my mom. And uh, we were just waiting for the doors open. And some people walk out of the car in the parking lot. And I'm like, that's Coach Land. I rolled out my window and I said, boiler up, Coach, because Purdue, I think they just beat Rutgers that day in the Big Ten tournament. And he walked, and he said, uh, have you guys got tickets? And he started laughing, obviously. He kind of shrugged it off. He was like, you guys got tickets yet? And we're like, no. And he's like, all right, well, come find me. I'll, I'll get you some tickets. And my mom and I got in for free. I, I completely appreciate it. 
Uh, he said that he had to take care of the mouth of Trine, so I'm going to use that forever pretty much. Um, yeah, Coach was great. Christian Jones had some beef with him, not going to lie. <laughs> all came down to T-shirts and not being given free T-shirts and all that. Um, and then <laughs> start, I mentioned him once on Storm Center about him not giving me a T-shirt, and that became a whole thing. But Christian's awesome. Now that I am an alumni, the beef is over. Um, yeah, but Christian, I had him come in for some sport management for a sport management club meeting. Always fun to talk with him. Again, hilarious dude. We did actually forgot to thank him in my broadcast partners uh, part because we did two softball games together. Two, we did an NCAA tournament game and an MIAA tournament game. And uh, yeah, Christian's a lot of fun. I'm sorry I forgot about you. When it came to broadcast partners, you're in there now. Um, Coach Brooks Miller, head coach of the men's basketball team. Awesome. Uh, someone who uh, always made me make sure I was a, that he knew. Always made me make sure that I knew how much he appreciated us as broadcasters. Um, and always someone who would always give me my praises, even though. I, I don't, I don't think I'm that good, but I mean, he makes sure to let me know that I am, I am good. Um, coach Reese McGinsey, who is a graduate assistant at UND now, he was a basketball player on our team. Always fun to talk with him. Had a couple classes with him. Awesome dude. Uh, coach Nate Frisbee. I first had him as a professor in history of sport, which is my favorite class I've ever took because it was so easy for me. Um, you get to talk about the history of sport for two, for three hours a week. I mean, come on. Um, but then, you know, he went over to Albion as an assistant coach, always says what's up to me. I'm always still very surprised by how I wasn't graduated <laughs> until this year. He could have, when I, in my junior year, I said, I said, what's up to him. He's like, didn't you graduate? I'm like, no, man, I'm only a junior. He's like, good God. <laughs> so, um, always fun to talk with him. Coach Mike Cretans. I had him for contemporary issues in sport. Again, a really fun class made that 8am not seem so dreadful. Um, always great to talk with him. Coach Andy Rang. Never really talked to Coach Rang until, like, deep into my senior year. Because I was never one to talk with the coaches. I know that people, broadcasters, should probably do that to gain information. But for me, it's like, it's their game day. I don't think they really want to talk to us, so I would just sit back. Um, but coaches always want to say hi to me, and then, you know, we'd always, then after a while, we'd start talking about it. Here's what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And at one point, I saw him in the cafeteria for brunch. I see everyone in the cafe for brunch, apparently. Um, I got, I had to wake up. It was a weird time to where I always like to show up an hour before a game. And I think we had a 1 o'clock game. And so I'm going to go in at noon. I had to show up to brunch at 11 when they opened and the whole women's basketball team was there because I, I'm assuming they do the same thing. So they probably show up earlier than I do to MTI. It's all of a sudden there. It's the day of 
Purdue, IU, at IU, where Purdue lost. God, that still makes me mad. Um, but I'm wearing a Purdue hoodie, and I'm sitting. I'm sitting by myself. I'm. I always. I. I don't, I don't mind eating by myself. Um, plus, I didn't really know anyone there because the team's gonna sit with the team. I'm not gonna sit with the team. Um, I'm gonna sit by myself. We're like the only people in there, and so all the coaches, yeah, they start talking with me, and they're like, uh, asking me about Purdue IU, and he's coach rang he's like is Purdue gonna win I'm like god I hope so and then we start talking about Braden Smith and how good he's been along with Fletcher Lawyer talking about all that so yeah always great to talk with coach rang I mean awesome dude I mean I mean he's already had 100 wins in five years so uh yeah fantastic coach for sure coach Rob Hoffman uh whole I mean <laughs> You probably, if you listen to Trine broadcasts, you probably heard him before because apparently our mics pick him up a little bit. Um, a very vocal coach, a very passionate coach, uh, someone who knows the ins and outs of every team. I mean, they'll if a team sets up in a out of bounds formation, they're in a box formation. It's like the most basic thing that a team can do is set up in a box formation. It's either a line across the blocks to the to the extended elbows or short corners or a box. That's like pretty uh, stuff that you know I've gone through quite a bit, and I've only I only played up to high school. And they'll set up in a box formation, and Coach Hoffman will call out exactly what they're gonna do, and he nails it every time, and you know. It doesn't result in a steal every time, but the defense is set to where the shot is that much tougher. Uh, Coach Hoffman also said hi to me before the Sweet 16 game, which was not necessary to me. Uh, I was there with my mom. We were sitting in front row. I was like, it was spring break. I had that Friday off if they were going to make it to the Elite Eight. I wasn't able to make it Saturday, so I was going to go Friday. And my mom took off work, so we shipped off to Lexington, and we were there. Sit in front row, just because I, I mean, what am I going to do, not sit in front row <laughs> at a Sweet 16 game? Um, so we're there, and uh, I'm just sitting there, you know, my mom and I are just talking, we're watching warm-ups and all that. Um, coach, well, first Chelsea Gieske said hi to us, which was Always great um, talking with her before a game, as we would do before pretty much every women's basketball game. Then uh, Coach Hoffman came up to say hi to us, which, which I mean, I might have. I was like, I don't know how many Trine students were there. I was probably one of two that I know of, but probably three or three to five. Um, so we talked with us. Also, got to play basketball against him. That intensity is the same <laughs> on the court. Um, hilarious. Um, yeah, Hoffman is great. Coach Craig Taylor, someone who never talked to until I had to do a project for my broadcasting class where I made a video about Chelsea Gieske and her 
whole timeline of her because she just tore her ACL at that point. So I was going to do a video based on that. Um, and she, I was like, I need a, I need to interview three other people. And she was like, well, how about coach Taylor? I'm like, okay. Gave me his number and said, Hey, just text coach. Like, Hey, this is Drew. We do, do this interview, blah, blah, blah. So then coach called me and said, Hey, uh, we're still, if you're good to do the interview today, I'm in MTI all day. I'm like, yep, absolutely. When I recorded it. Uh, awesome. Walked around MTI for like another half hour. And, um, we were just talking about, cause they were just coming off the loss to hope at home, which is a tough loss to take at that point. But it's kind of understandable if you know, hope's history. Um, but for us, it's not understandable for the team. It's not at all. And so, you know, we're talking about, you know, what, what could have been done, against hope what you're looking forward to later on in the season um yeah awesome talk with him and i would text him every time they would win something which was quite a bit um congratulations and finally congrats on a good season and all that um gonna make sure to stay in touch for sure uh coach don dankelson of the trying softball team head coach um Someone who, when I started doing broadcasting for the team, immediately started to follow me on Twitter, um, which is something that did not happen to that point. Um, couple, like, team accounts would, wouldn't really follow me until maybe a year or so after uh, broadcast, which is, I'm not complaining about it. Should I don't think they should follow me at all. But, um... Just that's to the point where I'm like, why, why would you follow me? Like, I'm, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but they did. And, um, so immediately he's followed me on Twitter. Um, never really talked to him until after they won super regional last year. Finally got to shake his hand, tell him congratulations. And it was Ben and I, and he was like, well, it's good to finally get a, face to the voice you know after so much time um yeah and i mean he's just again never really saw him around that much but you know at softball games you'd see him at one point earlier this year i walk up into the booth an hour early as usual and coach d's sitting in my chair eating jimmy john's and <laughs> and um duffy he was like uh it was like a coach will be out here in a few minutes. I'm like, Hey man, don't, don't. Or he was maybe saying, well, someone took your spot. And then coach was like, yeah, I'll get out here in a few minutes. I'm like, Oh no, don't, don't worry about it, man. And I'm like, it's, this is your place pretty much. And, uh, he was like, man, I'll, I'll hop on the call with you. I'm like, Hey man, I mean, let's do it. I think you'd be a little busy though. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after, MIAA tournament games after regionals, after super regionals, uh, always got to talk to him. You're giving fist bump or handshake, tell him congrats. And then after super regional, he said, I just want to say that when we're on the road, we get tons of compliments about you guys. You guys do a fantastic job. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the coverage. And, uh, yeah, that was at that point, that was it for my broadcasting career at Trine. So, 
yeah, those are all the other friends that I've made along the way while working in TVN. Uh, last but not least, I know this episode is long, but again, you spend this much time, you gotta thank everyone. I gotta thank, I gotta say, send a thank you to the guys that gave me my shot and became true friends. Josh Hornbacher, the executive producer at TBN, um, He's someone who you hear every episode of The Assist. His It is his voice saying, you were listening to The Assist with Drew Everhart, just toned down. Um, so he's going to be part of the show forever. I, I'm not changing that regardless. Um, Josh, I mean, yeah, he allowed me to do this podcast. He allowed me to keep doing Storm Center. Uh, made me, well, allowed me to do the assist over the summer, which was huge for me. Just give me something to do over the summer. I love talking about basketball, especially summer basketball is great. Um, so yeah, he allowed me to do that. Uh, became, I mean, you, I, I was with him all the time doing bat doing games. I mean, whether he was in the building or getting ready setting up stuff always got to talk to him before games and then it got to the point where over the past few years when I'm getting ready to record something I'd spend I don't know about an hour or a half hour to an hour in his office just shooting the bowl just what I do best um, about anything it'd be about music sports Movies, we got really into movies there towards the end because I had a film class. Um, that was a ton of fun, by the way. Um, but yeah, and then after I get done recording, still be there to shoot the bull unless I had something to do. Even when I had something to do, I'd be in there and he would be like, dude, you have to go do your homework. I'm like, I, I got time. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it goes without saying Josh is extremely important to me and my career. I mean, if he didn't want me on a broadcast, he would <laughs> have me on, you know? And, you know, if he didn't give a crap about me, he wouldn't shoot the bowl with me in his office, you know? Um, he's taught me so much about podcasting and like how to produce it. I mean, I've produced the assist over the summer just send it to him to upload it now. Um, that's on my, that's on me. Now we got it all transferred, showed me the ropes of everything. So now I will be uploading the podcast. Um, it's still weird to say that, you know, he's not, he'll be a part of every episode with the intro, but for him to not be uploading it, um, him asking what's the topic this week, every time and sometimes I'll be like you know I don't know and <laughs> so I'd have to work on that um crazy to me that he won't be there every step of the way as he always was um yeah definitely gonna miss Josh a ton I mean we still we're working on text quite a bit I already know it talking about if whatever crappy Steven Seagal movie I saw over the past week or something like that, I'm for sure 
Um, so yeah, him became, gave me a shot, became a true friend. And then there's Andy Brown. Now I've talked about Andy before. Um, when I went into my first advising meeting as a sport management major, my advisor asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, you know, I, I've been thinking about it over the summer. I really, I want to get, I want to like, my dream job would be like to start my own sports media company. And he was like, oh, so like produce podcasts. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He was like, okay, well, uh, you know what? Go, I'll, I'll go ahead and email Andy Brown. He does all of our games on the mic and he can get you started with that. And possibly set up a communications minor. And yeah, we got to it. Uh, started talking about that. I got the minor. I ended up dropping it. Um, no big deal on that. Um, but then we set it up. We went to, we set it up. We went to Josh's office, talked with him about setting up a podcast to that point. It was November by the time we were getting the ball rolling. So, um, Uh, trying to think about it. So we couldn't really start it then, but it started up in January. And that was around the time where my sophomore year, COVID was still a thing. Um, by second semester, they decided no students could be allowed in the building to watch basketball games. And I'm like, well, I, I, I got to find a way to get in the building. So I was like, I'll do broadcasting. And I talked to Andy. I emailed him. And I said, hey, uh, can I shadow? Here's the whole thing of getting on with Brooke and them. And then leading on to everything, like being asked me on, being doing softball, then, um, <clears throat> yeah, everything. Uh, I was given the Golden Microphone Award, which meant a lot. And, I mean, Andy has told me, you know, with me being a sport management major, he's like, in the communications department, we like to give awards out to our own people. And I just could not give it to anyone else, but you, um, that it means a lot for sure. Uh, and the fact that, you know, I went to an event, there's certain things that my school, we have to get chat events. Uh, Andy was hosting one of them. He talked about the trying broadcast network and all that. And, I he included pictures on every slide and I was on just about every slide and everyone was saying like, dude, what is up? Like you're on everything. And then Andy would address it saying, well, Drew's done so much that it's hard to find a picture that doesn't include him. Uh, so yeah. And I mean, Andy was always there. I mean, always there to talk about basketball, talk about anything. Um, this past year was a little weird not seeing him about every day because he got a new job. He was still broadcasting for TBN, but just wasn't going to be on campus as a professor anymore. Um, but, you know, waiting, still just waiting around to do basketball with him. And then he tells me, you are going, we're going to be the dedicated women's basketball group. And then 
people, other people will get on for men's. But you are going to do every home women's basketball game. And I said, perfect. Which, not to say I preferred that, but it was something I was hoping for because, I mean, that team made it to the Final Four the year before. And the fact that I was given the ability to cover every one of their games um, is perfect for me. And then it gets to the point in some basketball, men's basketball games where I was like, I'll, I'll get to go as a fan because I wasn't working behind the scenes with TBN anymore because I wasn't able to be a work-study member. Um, so I was like, I'll, I'll get to go as a fan. Fine. Uh, like, after, ever since freshman year, I'll get to be a fan of these basketball games. And, um, you know, Getting getting there a little early and seeing that Andy is sitting there by himself, no one is there with him, and you know having the ability to text Andy, be like, "Do you need me?" and him saying, "If you want to do it, go for it," and show up without any really any preparation, getting into the games was a lot of fun. And uh, again, one of those moments where it's just like, you're glad to have. Someone like that who, you know, you ask them, you might, you, I don't know if that's considered pushing it, but like it's 10 minutes for tip and no one is sitting next to you. They're supposed to be there. Um, do you need me? And him saying, yeah, absolutely. It was great. Um, and it made it even better to where he announced that he was going to be heading up an online class of sports broadcasting. And I was lucky enough to, because everyone asked me, are you going to take that class? I'm like, no, I can't. I don't, I I wouldn't fit in my schedule. Um, Luckily, Dean Catherine Benson of the Kettner School of Business asked me if I was going to do a class. I'm like, no, because I have to do these three classes and that's it. And she was like, well, you still need a marketing elective, right? I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I, it's, I'm like, yeah, but that, well, I was like, I need a marketing elective. And she was like, we can count that broadcasting class your marketing elective. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, if it's something that you want to do, we will work around it to make sure that it can be in your schedule. So I was lucky enough to be a part of that class. And that class was so fun. I mean, it really made me think about broadcasting in general and how I need to go about my business in terms of broadcasting and how um, Andy does it and really getting an inside look into it. And, um, yeah, I absolutely loved that class. And um, it, it kills me knowing that, you know, again, I don't know if I'm going to – I'll probably see Andy around. We've already talked that I'm going to be covering – a couple games probably over winter break when no students are around. I know that because of Chelsea, I have to cover her senior night coming up. So um, I'm going to see him, but not him being there for not being there for every game with him. Um, Something I've had to really come to grips with. Um, and, you know, doing that last softball game with him 
it didn't feel like it was going to be the last one. Um, I went into that going to regionals. We weren't guaranteed to host anything, but I was still like, it didn't feel like the end. It only felt like the end of my broadcasting career at the end when that final out is made and you know, you kind I kind of sat back and everything starts to go in, go through your mind. I start to think about that first game I did start to think about storm center because lots of friends of storm center are out there celebrating. Um, I'm thinking about the MIAA tournament where I really got my shot. I'm thinking about the Golden Microphone Award. I'm thinking about covering NCAA tournament games for basketball. I'm thinking about covering two regionals, covering two super regionals. All of that starts to go through your head, all, all through my head. And I'm just leaning back and we turn the mics off for a second for the awards to be given out. And it's tough not to cry in that moment because you gotta you gotta finish the game. You gotta give your final thoughts in the post game. And um, that was probably the hardest thing I've had to do in broadcasting. It's not choke up in that last moment. Um, yeah, but just sitting there and then. It's all being reassured by Andy saying, I got your number. I have a feeling we'll work together in the future. This isn't the end for sure. And I just thank God I hope not. Um, I, I really, I really hope not. Because it's meant so much to me again guy who gave me my shot and gives me all sorts of praise that I don't think I deserve, but maybe he, he knows something I don't, I guess. Um, it's been fantastic working with TBN. I don't know what the future holds. Um, I know what I'm hoping for, but there's no guarantees in this part, especially now that you, I've graduated college, there's definitely no guarantees in anything. Um, and it's the way it should be. There shouldn't be any guarantees because you, you do need the work for it. And, uh, yeah, TBN is something that it's always been great to me because it's something that I felt like I earned the status. Um, I put in work, I earned it. Sometimes I go back and think about certain stuff in high school. And I think a lot of stuff was given to me based on, you know. Oh, God. Um, based on my dad passing away, I think people kind of took it easy on me um just based on that like I was not to say I was given special treatment but 
people treated me differently after that. And, uh, TBN and Trine was a place to where I didn't really tell anyone about what happened until the end. So, it was something for me to know that I was able to earn it. And I'm happy to say that I earned it. But, uh, yeah, I was extremely lucky to be a part of it. Everyone always saying to me at the end, you know, it's been an honor working with you and all that. Um, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. The honor is mine. Working with all these great people, getting to know them has been great. God. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I know it's a long episode, but it had to be done. It did. So, uh, yeah. Goodbye to the Trine Broadcasting Network, um, and everyone involved. It's meant so much to me. It's been the ride of a lifetime. And I, it sucks that I may not experience that again. At least, barring any special guest appearances, I'm not going to experience it. So, thank you for everything. Uh, it's, it's been fun, guys. Um, like I said, the assists will continue. I'm hoping to upload this and another episode um, this week, so we'll have we'll have that. Um, yeah, so thank you for everything, and I will talk to you later. <laughs>